Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast. Where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Hello, and welcome to this week's Wealth Builders podcast. I'm Karen Conrad, and I'm so excited that you joined us today. And this is going to be a very special podcast because my husband, Dave Metcalf, has joined me today. Well, thank you, Karen. It's great to be here and to be with all of you. We're really excited about all that is happening at Wealth Builders, and we just appreciate Billy and Becky Epperhart so much for all that they are doing to help all of us, right, to make sense of making money for making a difference. And Dave recently did a webinar uh, leading up to our Wealth Builders conference that was so impactful that I just asked him to come and teach on this subject and uh, to share a little bit more about it. And it's about timing, which we're learning timing is really important. It's got a very important element in business, in ministry, you know, in real estate, in so many things uh, that we need to pay Mm -hmm. attention to timing. Mm -hmm. But it's difficult sometimes, at least for me, to understand what that looks like. And you really break it down for people to understand. So Dave, we're really excited to have you. And uh, I just want to turn it over to you to share about timing in business. Okay. Well, thank you. You know, timing, there's a lot of uh, sayings about timing, like timing is everything. And timing is not everything, but it's certainly important, right? So we want to think about time. Uh, We have other sayings, time will tell or time will heal all wounds. That's not really true. I don't think so. It usually makes them worse. (laughs) If you think about them all the time, right? (laughs) If you think about it, that's right. So you can't let that uh, have space in your head. But And then as a kid, you know, one of the the first things I learned about time was time out. (laughs) (laughs) So my mom would put me on time out because I was uh, acting up, I guess. (laughs) I was too young to remember. (laughs) And then I also learned as a toddler uh, about having a good time. Mm-hmm. That's really important. I think that's a quality that just goes through life. I agree. And God definitely wants us to enjoy life. We want to have a good time. And there's a, those fun songs like, um, If I Could Keep Time in a Bottle. Remember that? Yes, I song? do. Yeah. <laughs> or that other one, Time Keeps On Slipping, Slipping, Slipping yeah. Into the Future. I wasn't quite sure what that song meant at first. I don't know either. But, you know, really, time is a resource as well. There's timing that we hear from God and make sure that we're in line with him on timing. And then there's time, which is a limited resource that, you know, nobody has the ability to extend time. Mm -hmm. That's right. So we need to make the best of it. One of the the funny things I think about time is – uh, for y'all that are listening, if you can imagine having a rubber band and you take it between your left and your right hand um, and you just give it a stretch, sometimes it seems like life has stretching times mm-hmm. where we're going definitely in a place where we are feeling distressed 
it's not comfortable. Right. And that's a good place. I was thinking about the verse uh, in Psalms 18 where David said, when I was in distress, yeah. I called upon the Lord and he answered me. So that's one of the things we want to talk about time tonight, the different kinds of time. And uh, sometimes it's stretching, it's not comfortable. Sometimes it's exciting. Oh my goodness. Think about those exciting times in life. And um, one of the things I think about going back as a kid is with my dad. Uh, he had an old car. It's actually a 64 Dodge Dart, six-cylinder slant engine, three on the column for everybody that remembers Was that. Was that a cool car? I just have to <laughs> no. ask. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking it Dart didn't cool. sound like, well, I didn't know. <laughs> no. No, but when you say everything else with it, it sounds pretty cool. So- <laughs> The engine was running rough, and I remember he took me out along the curb. In those days, people changed their oil, right? You know, they jack it up right in the street, and um, he opened up the engine hood. He took a socket wrench, and he showed me this thing called a distributor. It's this round, circular object that's about three inches in diameter, and it had a bolt that he loosened with a socket wrench. And the engine was, like, shaking because it was, uh, he said, out of time. And so it wasn't running smoothly. And what he did is he loosened up that, that bolt, which allowed the distributor to move. And then as he moved it, the engine smoothed out. It was so cool because you could tell it was in time. All those little cylinders were firing and smoothed right out in that powerful six-cylinder engine of the Dodge Dart. And I remember um, thinking about that and thinking about how when life gets a little out of time, gets a little wacky, mm -hmm. it's beautiful the way the Lord just comes in and just makes that little adjustment and everything's still this, everything's still in place. I mean, we're, we're who we are and all that, but he makes a little adjustment and things smooth out. Yes. And I think that's what's beautiful about God and his timing in our life. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I think so too. That reminds me, um, you know, of when I was a little girl and we would beg my grandpa to give us a ride in the Ford tractor. So I grew up in Minnesota. Many of you know this. And we would get on the back and kind of hang on, right? It wouldn't meet today's safety standards. <laughs> no helmet. No seatbelt. No seatbelt. We were just hanging on. And I remember it being so rough at the beginning. But then when he he was on the road and he clicked it into like third gear, it all smoothed out. And I think that there are times in life, like things are rough. Um, you know, we're going through, everybody goes through some things that are a little rough. And what we need to remember is that we connect with God and get in the rhythm and it will smooth out. Mm -hmm. And I just remember that, you know, where we were just being, you know, we had to hang on like for dear life that we wouldn't fall over the edge. But as soon as he shifted gears, that was appropriate for um, where we were and the time that, you know, the push of going at a speed that he knew was right. It was a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. And so it reminds me of that timing belt. And I think that, you know, that's what we need to be aware of the application in business, our personal life, whatever it might be. And that connection, that timing is with the Lord. Like, mm -hmm. where is it? He is the one that smooths things out. That's right. So we're going to jump in and talk about the idea of how God's favor and grace is upon us Yes. to really smooth out life and get mm -hmm. some rhythm happening that's really anointed. Yes. So favor, we would talk about as the attraction and the affection of God upon us that actually causes life circumstances 
and even powers and opportunities to line up with his purposes. Mm -hmm. So we know that it's his timing that's active here. Yes. And then his grace, which is a supernatural transformative power to give us the ability, the capacity, the strength that we need to actually complete a purpose within the time frame. Yes, that's yeah. so good. So, so what you're connecting is God, when we get with God's timing, it smooths things out, right? It does. It does. So as we continue tonight, you may want to just um, mention in your own heart, Lord, speak to me uh, during this time, the word that you want me to hear. So we all want you to hear what God's talking to yes. you about. But there's some good things. Well, I was thinking we could start with priorities. Mm -hmm. What are some of the time priorities? And one of the time priorities I was thinking about is uh, Matthew 6, 33. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. That's a good priority That's right there. That's a great priority. Yeah. So we've got the kingdom of God, which is essentially the, the realm of God, the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we yield ourselves to his kingdom. And then his righteousness really means the way things should be. So in Jesus, life is the way it should be. And when we seek life the way it should be, we actually harmonize ourselves with him. And that helps sync up the time, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, synchronized time. Mm -hmm. But that's a good one. Seek first the kingdom. And then another one, a good time priority, is to be still and know that I'm God. So an idea here is that if we're intentional about uh, being still, having a maybe a quiet space in our day, you know, we think about our day like sometimes in, in pieces, although the Jewish culture is very much holistic, but our Greek mentality is a little bit more on the piece of slice of pie. We do this, we do this, we do this. But somewhere in the day, if we find a place to still ourselves, and it could be actually in a busy room and everything could be going on and we can actually still ourselves and get into that place where we experience God's peace, God's voice, God's clarity and God's wisdom. But really there is a, a beautiful element of actually getting with the Lord in a, like a, a way in the morning or, or afternoon, whatever works well for us. And there we find that we can get some intentional things going. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing I'd like to point out is we, we're at night when we're dreaming. Yes. Like at nighttime, we're still usually for about eight hours unless we're waking up uh, for something. But our dream life can really be a time, a time period that we can identify. Think about it right now. Those of you who are listening, the nighttime is a time period that is not a waste. It's not just something you do. It's not like something you like, oh, I wish I didn't have to sleep. I could get so much more done. It's good for your body, but putting the body part aside, putting the brain repair aside, because all those little dendrites get cleaned up and, and strengthened for what you've been learning that day. But another thing happens, and that's your spirit is not asleep. So it's in the night that God can actually talk to you through dreams. And we've had that happen in business we where God has spoken have. to us. Yeah, and we've got a great example to share regarding our investments with that. But when I kind of caught in onto this, like even a month ago, just praying to God, like, hey, I, I want to have dreams that are from you. I can't tell you how many times, I mean, you could probably remember some of them, that I woke up and I received an answer to a problem or an idea of how to go forward. And it was one of those things where I was like, wow, I was so glad that I learned actually from you 
to be purposeful in my dreams and to wake up and know like an idea, like I had a great business idea that was um, something that, you know, I knew came to me in the night or maybe solving a problem. So this is something for us all, um, all of you listening, like tap into this, just believe God for this. Mm -hmm. Definitely do it. And there's a biblical precedence. We should talk about that. Yeah, that would be important, right? Some of you might be thinking, what? What are you guys talking about? (laughs) Um, We've done studies about significant leaders in the Bible and their encounters with God. And one of the things we found out is that, that Abraham, the whole covenant that happened where he became the father of nations, not the father of many, that happened in a dream. Mm-hmm. And Solomon, he yes. got the wisdom in a dream. Like he woke up the wisest man in the world. Wow. How would you like to wake up tomorrow morning the wisest man in the world? I would like that. That'd be a good deal. Yes. Well, we have the mind of Christ. So. Yes, we do. So we kind of have it. <laughs> we kind of got it. But <laughs> Solomon woke up um, wise like that. And David said then in Psalms that when my when my mind is asleep, my heart is awake. Mm-hmm. And there was a recognition that he had that, that the night is not a wasted season. And in Job 33, 15, mm-hmm. it says that when men are asleep at night, that God actually opens his, their ears and puts his words into them. Yeah, and you know, um, this is one of those things like when I've got a problem in business or maybe we've run into a, an issue in real estate, which we have, of course, anybody that's in real estate, in business, you run into challenges, but think about like going to bed instead of worrying about it, that we would just say, Lord, this is, these are some issues we're facing and I need my rest. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to ask you to reveal the answer to this problem in the night. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a humility, like Jesus, I know you can help me but also it like gets us out of that worry and stress, mm-hmm. right? And I think there is something to this that is going to help all of us, you listening, even me and Dave, just refreshing ourselves on this, really tap into this sort of secret weapon that we have that we don't often talk about. Yeah, and to, to try it out, uh, here's a good way to experiment with it. First, if you journal, uh, I journal a little bit. I'm between a paper and electronic. But if, like in my journal, I write left to right like you normally would. But then if I have a dream, I flip it over and I write left to right backwards, the back part moving towards the front part. And what that does is that helps me identify what are those times where I got a dream, an impression, a vision, something that happened that was like, I'd, I'd consider it out of the normal mm-hmm. in my normal conscious state. So that's one idea. Or if you use Evernote or notes, you can just start a little dream section. And the way we like to start off is, is God, we are here. We want to hear from you mm-hmm. and we're open to you and you speak to us any way you like. And we've got eight hours here. So yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> we got lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> so try it out right? Yes, absolutely. Give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Another idea for a priority is uh, taking a day off. Now, what's interesting about the Sabbath is that God told the Israelites in Exodus 20 that they should take off an entire day. And he talked about it's, it's okay to work six days, but take one day off 
And he said for two things. One, he said it would refresh them. Secondly, it would teach them to trust and have faith in him to provide. But he also mentioned something. He said your competitors, other nations, will see that you're blessed and you're actually doing less than they are. So it became a way for God to put his like favor upon their time that they would actually set aside. So it's really like, it's, it's good for us. In fact, the Ten Commandments, commandment number four is honor the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And the Ten Commandments, there's only one commandment that says go, go for God with everything, your soul, your strength, your might. And then one commandment that says take care of yourself, take the day off. Mm-hmm. And the other eight are all about how you treat people. You don't hurt so them. Good. Yeah, you don't steal from them. So that's a time priority. That's another example. And you want to talk about maybe like the idea of uh, – the time of reputation. Yeah, and this is really interesting too because oftentimes when we look at what is valued, we think about money, we think about you know tangible assets, but the Bible tells us that a good name is worth more than gold. Trust is the fastest transaction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really interesting because um, when we are in business, I mean, one of the books that, that I've studied and read is The Speed of Trust. By That's Stephen, a great book. It's a great book by Stephen Covey Jr. Stephen R. Covey, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's really helpful because when you're going through things in business, you know, and you you see or you experience someone that um, maybe you you've experienced something where you feel like you can't trust them. They broke your trust, Mm -hmm. right? One of the things that I've heard you say is that business can only go at the speed of trust. And our word is something that should be valued and is important, Mm -hmm. right? And with this, a good name is worth more than gold. Trust is the fastest transaction. You're referencing Proverbs 22.1. And um, that is an absolutely crazy, critical thing for us in business and understanding who we're to do business with. Mm-hmm. It really is. So in that trust factor, there's three components of time. Mm-hmm. You're either creating trust, you're uh, growing trust, or repairing trust. So the less time you can spend repairing trust, the further you can advance your business when you're creating and growing. The initial contact is the creating the growing part is what you want to grow that ha- actually helps you connect into bridges of opportunities where you can have greater, like the bridge through trust grows in capacity. And instead of driving a Volkswagen across, you could drive a big 18-wheeler truck Yes, because there's trust. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important to invest in those time periods mm-hmm. because if you get into part where you have to repair trust, you lose the capacity of that bridge, that heart connection, that business connection, that contact, and that's what causes another time problem. Yes. You're in timeout. You're in timeout. That's <laughs> awesome, Dave. Oh, okay. Well, uh, here's another idea, time and how it's linked to purpose. There's something that, that Jesus said um, about his own appearing he had a purpose Mm -hmm. and in fact when he was 12 years old he said i'm about my father's business so he was very purpose-minded he was presence driven with the father but purpose shaped to know what he was doing and the bible says in first john 3 8 that for this purpose 
the Son of Man, Jesus, appeared to destroy the works of the evil one. Jesus came to destroy sin, sickness, demonic torment, and poverty. And the way he did that is he provided salvation, he provided healing, he provided freedom from the oppression of the enemy, and he provides wealth and prosperity, which is part of the biblical formula for all of his people. Mm-hmm. And that's an important part to realize how that time is linked to purpose. And one thing we like to say about, okay, well, how does the wealth part work? How does the, the being prosperous work? Well, we talk about the idea that prosperity is having all of the resources necessary to accomplish God's will in your life, just like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He had it all going. He was a man. He moved by faith, but he had the kingdom of heaven, all those resources. And to build wealth to uh, make a difference in society and leave a legacy. So we like to just summarize that part because when, when sometimes when we say, well, Jesus came to, you know, help destroy poverty and bring wealth, people are like, well, what does that look like? Right. And so he was very like specific in that area. The other area where time is linked to purpose, we find in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one, and it says that everything, um, there's a season and a time for every purpose. So this is where we begin to find out that time is actually linked like a chain to purpose. And if you're in a particular time period, the question might not be, uh, what time is this? The question might be, what is the purpose of this time? That is so good. Wow. That's a great perspective. Yeah. I think I got that out of your book. (laughs) (laughs) So your book- The promise of purpose, uh, you kind of get into these important elements of purpose and recognizing God's timing. That's awesome. Uh, but it's so good to recognize time. You have like the the men of Issachar, one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and it said that they, they actually understood the times and knew what to do. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a distinction. Because it's one thing to know maybe you're in a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> it's another thing to know what to do. So and true. I'd like to reference uh, how you got the impression about the stock market yes, recently. Absolutely. And what we should do. Mm-hmm. So, um, just in regards to this with the timing, you know, when we're in relationship with the Lord and we are fellowshipping with Him or just in communion continually, there are ideas that come up and oftentimes or most of the time they should be God ideas, right? Mm -hmm. Because we are in tune with him. So I just had the impression, and this was maybe, I don't know if it was a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. And I woke up uh, and I just said, Hey, I, I really think we need to sell the stock in your 401k and move it into something more fixed Mm -hmm. because I just, had that impression. And we have been walking with the Lord long enough. You and I've been in communication uh, about these things where we agreed, like you were quick to say, okay, you know what? I, you know, you, you know, like we're seeking the Lord and you called your 401k rep that day, I think, mm-hmm. and said, I want you to move this over into a money market or something where our principal is not at risk. Right. And so you acted upon it. And the result of that was that your 401k was preserved while other people's 401k. Less than a week. Yeah, in less than a week. Everything went like sideways. It did. And people, yes, people were losing like 
ex- like a lot of money. Oh, 30, 40, 50%, depending on how aggressive they were. Yeah. And yet, because we were in tune to the timing, like, I think this is urgent because we know when something is urgent, we need to act upon this. Mm-hmm. And just stepping out in faith saved us tens of thousands of dollars. That's right. And you think about the time it took to accumulate those funds. Right. And how in a moment of time mm-hmm. or a day of time, the, mm-hmm. the stock market, everything just falls out and people suddenly lose 30, 40, 50% of their portfolio. Yeah. Wow. You know, we listen to Andrew Womack a lot, which I know most of you do as well. And he had a similar story. Remember that, that Jamie said, I think we need to get our oh, money right. out of here. Right. And at a time when most people were losing, they actually gained. Mm-hmm. So there's a real edge. And we have a ton of stories about this, just working with leaders all over the world. Um, but I think this has been a great introduction, Dave, to timing. And um, what I'd like to do is let's continue this discussion in the another next time. podcast. Yeah, another time <laughs> in the next podcast. And we're going to be going into more specifics on the components of this, you know, the will of God, the purpose, mm-hmm. and then just walk out some really practical application. Okay, that sounds great. All right. This has been a good time. It sure has. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, everyone, for joining us. We we appreciate you so much. Billy and Becky, just consider you family mm-hmm. and are so grateful for you connecting with Wealth Builders. Yes. Um, and, and we're so grateful too. And so if you ever have questions that you want to learn more, maybe you've got a situation that you just want some input on, we've got an amazing team that is standing by uh, to answer any of your questions. And you can email that to info at wealthbuilders.org and someone will get back to you. And uh, again, we're just so blessed that you are hearing that sound in the spirit that Billy talks about, that you are called to build wealth for the kingdom. And we're just so grateful that you are part of Wealth Builders and that you are listening to this podcast today. Yes. So thank you again. God bless you and make it a great rest of the day. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.